I wanted to ask you if you could give three reasons why couples might benefit from doing couples therapy outside of what feels like the obvious, you know, disaster time to jump into couples therapy. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is even doing doing couples work uh, before, like before committing to a long-term partnership. So I guess premarital counseling. You know, we, we did ours through uh, a, a sort of a compulsory thing because we did it through a Catholic church and it, it left a great deal to be desired, but it was, it was better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it really made me think about, wow, to think about how many other couples don't do any of that. Don't, don't have someone to sit down, to sit down with them and check in on how they're doing in all these other areas of their life. So I guess that first reason is a third party to ask how how things are going because either of them might not know if anything's going wrong at all. It may be because they're in an early stage of the relationship. They might be in that stage where they're both highly tolerant of each other's behaviors. Uh, that can be very much the case if they're not living together even if they are living together in that early stage, there can be this high level of comfort towards their partner and they have where they might be things that they, they're not too happy about. They, they just might keep it to themselves and they're not verbalizing it appropriately. And so that's, that can be a great way, way to see like, how do you guys argue? Um, do you guys argue? Just hearing that from uh, a couple can be really valuable. If a couple is telling me, "Well, we we don't we never argue," that's a huge red flag. <laughs> because how can you just have no communication over a problem? And if they respond with, "Well, we don't really have any problems," like, no, you have problems. You clearly have problems unless you met two weeks ago. You you. After you know, even a six months of being with each other regularly, there's going to be problems, and it's how are you communicating that with the other person? And if and if they're not, well, then at an early stage, you can learn how to communicate that properly before it gets to that point where there's just so much resentment, um, or it's gotten to a point of just passive aggressiveness, a lot of defensiveness just getting to that stage it can you can get to a point where it feels like there's irreversible damage so that's that's part one part two is kind of leading from part one where so often couples come to couples therapy when they're at that point where really hurtful things have been said and now we're looking at repair and like in so many other domains of life, it's much easier to work on some sort of preventative work than the repair work. Like, 
how can we prevent this from breaking versus, well, it broke, now we're going to try to fix it. Just like preventative health, there's preventative mental health. And if we can learn how to work on it while it's still early, it, yeah, it can just do such amazing things to prevent it from getting worse. There's a one of my clients comes to mind who I'm not seeing her for couples work, but she she was someone who I, I saw for just individual work, but was talking about relationship issues and and with her partner and how to communicate that properly. And so we we talked about some some tools that that we can get into around couples dialogue, um, or we'll we'll probably talk about that in another episode in more depth, but. I spoke to her about this and she found it incredibly helpful and it was really cool because they were in a stage before getting married and and it was something they were they were practicing while in those early stages of the relationship and it was really cool when she spoke about how it was still difficult for them to practice when they did put it into practice it was it was working much much quicker um, or there was just more openness on both people's parts versus, oh, the moment you're opening this up, I'm just, there's so much pain, there's so much resentment, there's so much anger from the things that you've done in the past that I've had with other couples where they just, there's this feeling of defeat, mm-hmm. of hopelessness. And, and so, yeah, it's to, like, for, for that part too, I think it's really great for that. And then for, a third part, a third reason for why was it why why couples should engage in couples therapy who don't who don't feel they need it? Yeah, not not necessarily because you don't feel like you need it, but before those those big, you know, seemingly problematic moments where you're like, oh man, we need couples therapy now. Mm-hmm. Before the ultimatum hits, before the those, like you were talking about, those big problems of resentment and of, of uh, you know, inability to communicate. Yeah. I guess it's like a tune-up. Um, so often there's things that we, that have been going on that maybe it's not, especially if both partners are quite passive, it's not, it's not getting to the ultimatum point, but there is, maybe it's, maybe it's getting to that point where there's sulking going on. Um, maybe, maybe it's that, it's that, tr- that standard but very typical stage in the relationship where both partners feel like they just don't have the same oomph that they initially did. You know, completely natural to have that. But there's a yearning of, how do I get that back? Is this just it now? Is this just my life? And so, yeah, that, this, that can be that opportunity to work on that. To see... Uh, what what are each partner's needs it's it's so hard to know what our partners want it's so hard to know what 
we as individuals want or know that we can ask of our partners because because of whatever traditions we grew up with in our family of origin and so it's just it's just having a soundboard for that to see hey is this is this something that's where there's something um missing here so it it could be a revitalization of the relationship if it feels like it's not terrible but it's just kind of oh you know what i'm i'm a bit lonely i'm not super lonely in relationship um i don't i guess i'm not getting the love i want or need but what are my needs so it's just sort of that when it's at that sort of blah phase it can it can a, a, a couples therapist a good one can help have that help ask the right questions and and see what's resonating for each partner it's not about pointing out blame it's just pointing out what are some of the, the things going on and so that might be one of those things where it's just a single or two three sessions max that's all that's needed um, but that can be that that tune-up that can give each partner really reflective questions to ask so that they can start doing whatever work they need to do independently mm-hmm. or, or, you know, with each other, um, but outside of therapy. So yeah. I would say that that answers the, the three, the top three that come to mind. Yeah. So I'm hearing kind of like a preemptive one, a reason to kind of seek couples therapy preemptively before kind of you even maybe get into, you know, a, a I don't want to say just a marriage, but you know, that, that a longer term relationship to get to know each other, to help, you know, kind of ensure that you're, you're on the same page. I see it. I hear you're talking about a preventative sort of reason for going to therapy. And then, you know, the other one being sort of a maintenance or a tune up reason to go to therapy. So, um, you know, as, as a couples therapist, who's been practicing for a number of years, do you find that people do access couples therapy for those reasons typically i haven't i haven't had clients that that are at that stage maybe it's because it's it's a costly exercise to just go mm-hmm. i want to see where i'm at with it it's not it's and, and I've only been able to practice couples therapy in the private sector. Right. There are very few places that I'm aware of that, or there are no places I know of that offer couples therapy as a public sector service in Ontario. But, well, maybe at least offer it at a sliding scale. Um, and so the, which is interesting because it, it, it really indicates to us that couples series B is not a priority. Right. Even if it could do wonders to reduce domestic violence, mm-hmm. which is benefiting, it's benefiting the province, it's, benef- it's benefiting public health, but it's, it's not a priority. There are, I mean, I, I might even be one to argue that or be on the side with is it a priority though i guess not 
um, now, but it wasn't a priority 10 years ago either when there was less of a mental health crisis, but still domestic violence issues. So yeah, that because it's not available there, I can see that we don't put, uh, a lot of people go, well, it's, it's a costly exercise. It's a costly thing to, to try out. Now, my counter argument for that would be, well, what is the cost of enhanced marital distress? What mm-hmm. is the cost of separation? What is the cost of divorce? It, it'll always supersede um, a couple going to a therapist once a week, even twice a week, every year, every year um, than what it might cost for, you know, uh, a standard divorce mm-hmm. that, that goes on for five, sometimes 10 years, depending on how toxic it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like compared to what? Yeah. I suppose I hadn't even really thought of that accessibility piece as being a reason why it's, it's not accessed as much. I think I, I, you know, lean more toward the stigma of, no, we're doing fine. We don't need a couples therapist. We don't need a third party to tell us what we're doing wrong. But you're totally right. I mean, even just on the level of expenses, you know, prior to the pandemic where virtual therapy wasn't as commonly accessed, you had to take time out of your workday, both parties. You had to maybe find a babysitter, pay that babysitter, pay your therapist, take time, as I mentioned, taking time off work often can cost money essentially. Mm-hmm. It's, it's full of inconveniences. So of course, I imagine it's really hard to prioritize that. Now with, you know, I, I suppose the, the ease of virtual therapy that does kind of make it a little bit more accessible. But yeah, you're right. I can't think of any place that's, you know, publicly funded couples therapy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it makes sense if it's couples therapy versus individual therapy. It's already difficult for people to get access Mm -hmm. to individual therapy. Yeah. And so why, yeah, why would you, why would we want to prioritize the couple stuff? I could see some interesting counter arguments. I could see the benefits of it because In every situation where there is couples therapy, there's a prioritization for improvement in communication. It's mm-hmm. not a priority in individual therapy, but could be very beneficial if it were. But that's often dependent upon the individual's motivation mm-hmm. for that. So if it's in couples work, it's like, well, we're, we're kind of stuck where we, I mean, maybe they don't prioritize it, but it's like, okay, we're just, going in circles here what else should we talk about it's pretty rare when you have the couple that goes that we're that we're not here because we have communication issues yeah uh so that i feel like could make an interesting case of anytime it's it's a couple like it doesn't even have to be um two married couples or common law partners it could be uh mother daughter Mm -hmm. uh it could be yeah father daughter like when there's been a big rupture in communication family of origin 
communication improvements can be so beneficial to those two individuals' lives. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with a lot of couples trying to do exposure work and often the most difficult thing for them to do is to set healthy boundaries with their family of origin. It's so hard to do. Yeah. It's a very complex relationship. And so it's and 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 because it's difficult because we're only doing it as an individual, it's hard you can role play it with them. Um you can kind of get them ready and and then see how it goes, but it it's not the same as all right, both of you are going to practice this right now. I'm going to sit back, see how it goes. I'm not necessarily going to say, hey, what you did there was wrong. I'm going to say, I noticed this happened. I noticed, did you notice when she brought this up, how you reacted to that? That Did you notice how, there was a shutting down there? What was going on for you? So it's not about criticism. It's certainly about just helping to point out to both partners what's happening that in any other situation a third party can't have that more neutral approach and go about it in a non-judgmental and compassionate way so i think of that as a benefit for where couples could supersede individual even in the public sector is like Mm -hmm. a, a public service yeah 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 well, were there any other parts that you wanted to add on this point? Well, I guess as well to kind of go back to that piece around stigma with couples therapy. Mm, stigma, yeah. You know, why? I mean, maybe it's a dumb question, but why is there so much stigma? Why, you know, like you, you gave the example of a tune-up. Our cars need maintenance, you know? A relationship is obviously... It's it's not it's not a car. It's not the same. But yeah. why is there so much stigma around something that so reasonably needs that maintenance, needs that support, needs us to put effort and and care into it? Something so important like our relationships, right? Yeah. I believe it's only been recent that there's been so much destigmatization of individual therapy. Mm-hmm. That that's it depends where you're where you ask of course um but (laughs) and and you and i are definitely living in a bit of an echo chamber um around that so it's it's hard for us to give a more objective answer on that but i believe our generation is far more accepting of individual therapy but yeah probably is there there is this continued continued um, stigmatization on, on the couple's level. It's almost like, well, this is a private experience. I go and do it on my own. And then I come back and, and then maybe I talk with my partner. I've, I've worked with couples before where one partner will say, well, I'm just working on this with my individual therapist. And I'm thinking that sounds like a fancy tactic to mm-hmm. avoid talking about this with your partner, because what you're talking about that you, you say you talk about with your individual therapist is is the topic of struggles you're having that are related to your marriage. Mm-hmm. So what better place do you have to talk about this? Let's put it into practice right now with your partner. Here. Your partner's right here. 
Um, so yeah, the, that might be that might be a part of this new this this new generation. Um, it seems like every succeeding generation in our culture is very um, sees a lot of value in being independent. I've certainly fell into that. Um, I would say even seven years ago, maybe before having kids, I was still like really into the, yeah, got to be independent. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's the dream. Oh, I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, and then of course seeing, yeah, there are some major trade-offs, not solutions necessarily with, going that independent route. So that might be something that's really happening a lot in our culture. And, and it'd be interesting if with a, like our children's generation, if there is a more, more accepting communal, communal, um, communal approval or support when we find out the people we care about and love are seeing a couples therapist. It seems to be so okay when you hear like, yeah, I was talking to my therapist about this, but it's like, how many people do we know are saying, yeah, I talked to my couples therapist. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. my partner and I talked with our therapist about this. Not not as much approval for that or openness around that. It's like, ah, oh, that, well, that means we're not doing well. Yeah, or they're having problems. <laughs> they're having <Ooh>. problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead, instead, it's the, what, what, what do we want instead? The, oh my God, you guys are separating? Like, do, do we want to have a culture where we just get just surprised or shocked? Or we hear that things aren't going well. It's like, well, you need to leave him. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to promote the hardcore versus maybe there should be some intermediary who's mm-hmm. not who's not friends and family who doesn't feel this this bias although i'm going to pause there for a second to say sometimes that oh my god you need to leave him is actually very appropriate yes or her in you know mm-hmm. um sometimes yes it is appropriate to leave your partner mm-hmm. but that's not all you're, what you're saying is that it's not always you've got to jump to that next step right mm-hmm. sometimes there is there's most of the time probably there is room to to learn and to grow and to kind of come out of the problems that we are experiencing mm-hmm. w- together with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. There are challenges in a marriage, in a relationship. I mean, long-term or short-term relationship, there will be challenges. That's a given. Yeah. But like, how cool would it be if if you could have you know, that objective third party to help guide you through those challenges. Yeah. To absolutely. teach you, and, and not just to teach you, but, but for you to be able to practice in a safe space some of the tools that might help, that you can implement to help your relationship. That's so much I have found is the case with working with couples is I'm providing that that safe space and which is interesting mm-hmm. like it's even more bizarre oh one of our kids is what do i do with this 
ただきたい。だ。Daddy love eating pizza. <laughs> so you love pizza? Well, that's wonderful. Jeff just came downstairs. All of a sudden, we thought she was sleepwalking. Now she's snuggling with Allison. We're not sure yet. She is giving us coherent responses, well, semi coherent. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that then.